The Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations, RICO, Act is a United States federal law that provides for extended criminal penalties and a civil cause of action for acts performed as part of an ongoing criminal organization. RICO was enacted by Section 901A of the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970, enacted October 15, 1970, and is codified at 18 U.S.C. Chapter 96 as 18 U.S.C. Sections 1961-1968. G. Robert Blakey, an advisor to the United States Senate Government Operations Committee, drafted the law under the close supervision of the committee's chairman, Senator John Little McClellan. It was enacted as Title IX of the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970, and signed into law by U.S. President Richard M. Nixon. While its original use in the 1970s was to prosecute the mafia as well as others who were actively engaged in organized crime, its later application has been more widespread. Beginning in 1972, 33 states adopted state RICO laws to be able to prosecute similar conduct. Summary. Under RICO, a person who has committed at least two acts of racketeering activity drawn from a list of 35 crimes, 27 federal crimes and 8 state crimes, within a 10-year period can be charged with racketeering if such acts are related in one of four specific ways to an enterprise. Those found guilty of racketeering can be fined up to $25,000 and sentenced to 20 years in prison per racketeering count. In addition, the racketeer must forfeit all ill-gotten gains and interest in any business gain through a pattern of racketeering activity. A U.S. attorney who decides to indict someone under RICO has the option of seeking a pretrial restraining order or injunction to temporarily seize a defendant's assets and prevent the transfer of potentially forfeitable property and to require the defendant to put up a performance bond. That provision was placed in the law because the owners of mafia-related shell corporations often absconded with the assets. An injunction or performance bond ensures that there is something to seize in the event of a guilty verdict. In many cases, the threat of a RICO indictment can force defendants to plead guilty to lesser charges, in part because the seizure of assets would make it difficult to pay a defense attorney. Despite its harsh provisions, a RICO-related charge is considered easy to prove in court since it focuses on patterns of behavior, as opposed to criminal acts. RICO also permits a private individual damaged in his business or property by a racketeer to file a civil suit. The plaintiff must prove the existence of an enterprise. The defendants are not the enterprise, in other words, the defendants and the enterprise are not one and the same. There must be one of four specified relationships between the defendants and the enterprise, either the defendants invested the proceeds of the pattern of racketeering activity into the enterprise, 18 U.S.C. Section 1962A, or the defendants acquired or maintained an interest in, or control of, the enterprise through the pattern of racketeering activity, subsection, b, or the defendants conducted or participated in the affairs of the enterprise through the pattern of racketeering activity, subsection, c, or the defendants conspired to do one of the above, subsection, d. In essence, the enterprise is either the prize, instrument, victim, or perpetrator of the racketeers. A civil RICO action can be filed in state or federal court. Both the criminal and the civil components allow the recovery of treble damages, triple the amount of actual-slash-compensatory damages. Although its primary intent was to deal with organized crime, Blakey said that Congress never intended it merely to apply to the mob. He once told Time, we don't want one set of rules for people whose collars are blue or whose names end in vowels, and another set for those whose collars are white and have Ivy League diplomas. The first ever RICO trial was conducted in May 1979 in United States v. Sam Bailey Gang by prosecutor Mark L. Webb in San Francisco, California, Northern District of California. The case was tried successfully by use of the RICO statute in alleging that a gang of postal burglars and a Nevada fence collaborated criminally in an organized crime fashion. The case did not involve a mafia crime family. 
Subsequently, the RICO Act was first used by the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York on September 18, 1979, in United States v. Scotto. Scotto, who was convicted on charges of racketeering, accepting unlawful labor payments, and income tax evasion, headed the International Longshoremen's Association. During the 1980s and the 1990s, federal prosecutors used the law to bring charges against several mafia figures. The second major success was the Mafia Commission trial, which ran from February 25, 1985, through November 19, 1986. Rudy Giuliani indicted 11 organized crime figures, including the heads of New York's so-called Five Families, under the RICO Act on charges including extortion, labor racketeering, and murder for hire. Time magazine called the case of cases possibly the most significant assault on the infrastructure of organized crime since the high command of the Chicago Mafia was swept away in 1943 and quoted Giuliani's stated intention, our approach is to wipe out the five families. The Gambino crime family boss Paul Castellano evaded conviction when he and his underboss, Thomas Bellotti, were murdered on the streets of Midtown Manhattan on December 16, 1985. However, three heads of the five families were sentenced to 100 years in prison on January 13, 1987. The Genovese and Colombo leaders, Tony Salerno and Carmen Persico received additional sentences in separate trials, with 70-year and 39-year sentences to run consecutively. He was assisted by three assistant United States attorneys, Michael Chertoff, the eventual second United States Secretary of Homeland Security and co-author of the Patriot Act, John Savarese, later a partner at Wachtell Lipton Rosen and Katz, and Gil Childers, a later deputy chief of the criminal division for the Southern District of New York and later managing director in the legal department at Goldman Sachs. State laws. Beginning in 1972, 33 states, as well as Puerto Rico and the United States Virgin Islands, adopted state RICO laws to cover additional state offenses under a similar scheme. RICO predicate offenses. Under the law, the meaning of racketeering activity is set out at 18 U.S.C. Section 1961. As currently amended it includes any violation of state statutes against gambling, murder, kidnapping, extortion, arson, robbery, bribery, dealing in obscene matter, or dealing in a controlled substance or listed chemical, as defined in the Controlled Substances Act. Any act of bribery, counterfeiting, theft, embezzlement, fraud, dealing in obscene matter, obstruction of justice, slavery, racketeering, gambling, money laundering, commission of murder for hire, and many other offenses covered under the Federal Criminal Code, Title 18. Embezzlement of union funds. Bankruptcy fraud or securities fraud. Drug trafficking, long-term and elaborate drug networks can also be prosecuted using the Continuing Criminal Enterprise Statute. Criminal copyright infringement. Money laundering and related offenses. Bringing in, aiding or assisting aliens in illegally entering the country, if the action was for financial gain, and acts of terrorism. Pattern of racketeering activity requires at least two acts of racketeering activity, one of which occurred after the effective date of this chapter and the last of which occurred within 10 years, excluding any period of imprisonment, after the commission of a prior act of racketeering activity. The U.S. Supreme Court has instructed federal courts to follow the continuity plus relationship test in order to determine whether the facts of a specific case give rise to an established pattern. The illegal acts comprising a pattern are called predicate offenses. Predicate acts are related if they have the same or similar purposes, results, participants, victims, or methods of commission, or otherwise are interrelated by distinguishing characteristics and are not isolated events. Continuity is both a closed and open-ended concept, referring to either a closed period of conduct, or to past conduct that by its nature projects into the future with a threat of repetition. Application of RICO Laws
Although some of the RICO predicate acts are extortion and blackmail, one of the most successful applications of the RICO laws has been the ability to indict and or sanction individuals for their behavior and actions committed against witnesses and victims in alleged retaliation or retribution for cooperating with federal law enforcement or intelligence agencies. Violations of the RICO laws can be alleged in civil lawsuit cases or for criminal charges. In these instances, charges can be brought against individuals or corporations in retaliation for said individuals or corporations working with law enforcement. Further, charges can also be brought against individuals or corporations who have sued or filed criminal charges against a defendant. Anti-SLAPP, strategic lawsuit against public participation, laws can be applied in an attempt to curb alleged abuses of the legal system by individuals or corporations who use the courts as a weapon to retaliate against whistleblowers or victims or to silence another's speech. RICO could be alleged if it can be shown that lawyers or their clients conspired and collaborated to concoct fictitious legal complaints solely in retribution and retaliation for themselves having been brought before the courts. Although the RICO laws may cover drug trafficking crimes in addition to other more traditional RICO predicate acts such as extortion, blackmail, and racketeering, large-scale and organized drug networks are now commonly prosecuted under the Continuing Criminal Enterprise Statute, also known as the Kingpin Statute. The CCE laws target only traffickers who are responsible for long-term and elaborate conspiracies, whereas the RICO law covers a variety of organized criminal behaviors. Civil Provisions The RICO statute contains a provision that allows for the commencement of a civil action by a private party to recover damages sustained as a result of the commission of a RICO predicate offense. Famous Cases The Cowboy Mafia RICO was instrumental in indicting members of this group from Texas, Tennessee and Florida during 1977 and 1978, this group imported over 106 tons of marijuana. Using the shrimp boats Agnes Pauline, Monkey, Jubilee, and Bayou Blues, the group made six trips from Columbia to Texas. The group was arrested in 1978 after the federal government seized the Agnes Pauline when they were unloading their cargo in Port Arthur, Texas. In 1979, 26 members of the smuggling ring were convicted. Charles Muscles Foster, a ranch foreman and the head of the operation, pleaded innocent by reason of insanity and was acquitted in 1980. In August 1981, Rex Cobble was indicted by a grand jury, as the government believed he was the financial backer of the smugglers. Foster was the foreman for his ranches, and the drugs were transported to Cobble's ranches throughout Texas. Cobble was a multimillionaire, the former chairman of the Texas Aeronautics Commission, and an honorary Texas Ranger. He was also the owner of Cutter Bill, a famous cutting horse. Cobble was convicted in January 1982 on 10 counts two counts of violating the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act Statute, RICO, conspiracy to violate RICO, three violations of the Interstate Commerce Travel Act, and four counts of misapplication of bank funds. He was sentenced to 10 concurrent terms of five years. He completed his prison term, and was released in September 1987, and died in 2003. Three books about the group were published, The Cowboy Mafia, 2003, by Cobble's personal jet pilot Roy Graham, Catching the Katie, 2017, by Barker Milford, and a conspiracy revealed by DEA agent Daniel Wiedemann, Sr. As a result of the RICO conviction, Cobble forfeited his 31% interest in Cobble Enterprises, including two Cutter Bill Western World Stores, three Texas banks, Western State Bank in Denton, Dallas International Bank and South Main Bank of Houston, six ranches, a welding supply company, and oil and gas holdings. The company's worth was estimated at $80 million. However, the government sold their interest back to the other partners, Cobble's wife and son, for an estimated $12 million. Hells Angels Motorcycle Club. In 1979, 
the United States federal government went after Sonny Barger and several members and associates of the Oakland chapter of the Hells Angels using RICO. In United States v. Barger, the prosecution team attempted to demonstrate a pattern of behavior to convict Barger and other members of the club of RICO offenses related to guns and illegal drugs. The jury acquitted Barger on the RICO charges with a hung jury on the predicate acts, there was no proof it was part of club policy, and as much as they tried, the government could not come up with any incriminating minutes from any of our meetings mentioning drugs and guns. Latin Kings. Several members of the Latin Kings have been convicted of RICO offenses. Gil Dozier. Louisiana Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry Gil Dozier, in office from 1976 to 1980, faced indictment with violations of both the Hobbs and the RICO laws. He was accused of compelling companies doing business with his department to make campaign contributions on his behalf. On September 23, 1980, the Baton Rouge-based United States District Court for the Middle District of Louisiana convicted Dozier of five counts of extortion and racketeering. The sentence of 10 years imprisonment, later upgraded to 18 when other offenses were determined, and a $25,000 fine was suspended pending appeal, and Dozier remained free on bail. He eventually served nearly four years until a presidential commutation freed him in 1986. Key West Police Department. Around June 1984, the Key West Police Department located in Monroe County, Florida, was declared a criminal enterprise under the federal RICO statutes after a lengthy United States Department of Justice investigation. Several high-ranking officers of the department, including Deputy Police Chief Raymond Kasamayer, were arrested on federal charges of running a protection racket for illegal cocaine smugglers. At trial, a witness testified he routinely delivered bags of cocaine to the deputy chief's office at City Hall.